welcome to The V-Hive, a platform focused on women's intimate health. With weekly episodes from the field's top practitioners, we discuss all of the things you've always thought about but never wanted to talk about. On this podcast, we are making the highest quality information on the most beloved part of your body accessible, understandable, and implementable. I'm your host, Hannah Matluck, and I started this platform as a result of my own experience with chronic pelvic pain. Throughout the years I spent healing my body, I became overwhelmingly interested and passionate about these topics and have made it my mission to create awareness and education on the complexities of the female body. I'm here today with Tom Smith, the co-founder and CEO of Daddy. Daddy is a male fertility services company, and this is honestly the first episode that the Beehive has ever done with a male co-founder. So I'm very excited for this. Thank you for being here, Tom. Thanks so much, Hannah, and uh, we're so privileged to, have to be the first. So thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is great, and I, I honestly think that it's really important to, you know, the Beehive is obviously a, a podcast focused on women's sexual health, but with women's sexual health comes men's health, men's sexual health as well. And so just to give some context to everyone listening, a friend of mine is an employee at Daddy. And so he reached out to me and said, you know, I think that you should have uh, the founder of this company on your podcast. And I, I was like, that's a really great idea because a lot of the conversations on the Beehive are focused around women's hormones and women's fertility, infertility, fertility struggles. But as you know, and, and as we'll get into, a lot of that also has to do with the fertility of their partner and of men. So this is a really important conversation, and I'm just glad we're here to have it today. So before we get into all of the, all of the questions, tell us more about yourself and how you got started in this field and how you started this company and what really led you to to do this full-time yeah so um you know i think in 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 broad terms my background is pretty Mm -hmm. non-traditional for someone who's kind of heading into the medical space i actually started my career working in tech um, and then through that started a, a number of different startups and software companies um, but really, my first introduction to the male fertility industry and really this whole assisted reproductive space uh, was when a, a very close friend of mine that I used to work with was suddenly diagnosed with cancer. Mm. And it was really through his experience of needing to test and ultimately store his sperm before starting chemo that I got a glimpse at um, a kind of a nascent male fertility industry that hadn't developed or innovated over the last 40 years. And what I mean by that is when you look at the price point of services, when you look at the the collection process, so having to go to a physical sperm bank and awkwardly being ushered into a small room, and then the kind of education and material surrounding the space had not evolved in 40 years. And like all services, we saw an opportunity to bring about um, kind of an innovative new process and, and, and usher in some new change. And um, that was about three and a half years ago. Uh, took, you know, about 18 months or so to develop the Daddy Kit. And what our kit is, is a um, thermal property um, little unit that gets sent to a patient or customer's home where they can masturbate into our cup. 
uh, mix the preservative in with their semen and put the cup back into the kit. And the kit is designed to maintain an internal thermal temperature that allows for it to stay alive for our journey back to our lab. And then after the kit arrives at our lab, we process the sperm deposit, which means we test it. So the customer gets a fertility report within 24 hours, a very fast service. Um, and then we store that deposit for a year for free. And that entire package of the kit and the fertility report and the year of storage is all $199, wow. which is about an order of magnitude, yeah, more affordable than the existing industry. If you went to a physical sperm bank, um, it would cost you 1500 to $2,000. So we just saw an opportunity to not only ease and create a service that's customer-centric, but really um, increase accessibility through price as well. That's amazing. From what I know and the professionals I've spoken to, it's pretty similar with women. Um, it's thousands of dollars to get your fertility levels checked and more thousands of dollars to then store your eggs. Um, so it's just interesting to hear how it's a similar predicament for men and that you guys are really doing something to disrupt the space and solve a huge problem. When the sperm arrives at the lab, what is in the report that the customer gets? What are they learning? So uh, our report is uh, in parallel with, with really all typical male fertility reports that you get at any facility. So even by dropping the price so significantly, we really made no sacrifices to the medical standards mm-hmm. that are in place. So what you receive for that fertility report is your sperm count. That's the millions of sperm that you ultimately um, have created. Then there's your volume, which is the amount of semen. Uh, There's your pre-freeze, there's your motility, which is the percentage of sperm that are actually alive. And then there's the pre-freeze modal count, which is the number of alive sperm that you ultimately will have, um, hopefully in in the event that we want to use it in the future. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've also added in the summer advanced fertility testing, which now completes the entire gambit of male factor fertility tests, which is morphology. And we've done that in connection with a trusted partner called Wind Fertility, who also um, allows us to have a nurse diagnostic and a physician approval process that we've implemented. So ultimately customers who receive their fertility report, their advanced fertility report, has a source to speak to, a trusted source, uh, to then understand what their optionality is moving forward. Mm-hmm. So I know very little about male fertility, but I assume that everything in the report are, I guess, the essential indicators of what a man would need to know in regards to how fertile they are. Like, I guess, like, if you had to simplify it for women listening, let's say, if they want to educate their husbands or their partner or boyfriend or whatever on what they would, what, what their partner would learn from using the daddy kit. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, one of the reasons we're so excited to, to be speaking to your audience is ultimately women are primarily the family planning lead right. in, in a partnership. And, you know, one of the things that I think is, is fairly unknown and, and ultimately rarely talked about is, um, you know, infertility is a, is a systemic issue. Mm-hmm. So one in seven couples can't get pregnant after a year of trying. Um, typically those individuals go into a fertility center and, and both the man and the woman get tested. And what's really discussed is that 33% of the time, so 
the root cause of that infertility was called it's called female factor. Right. Thirty three percent of the time it's called male factor, and thirty three percent of the time it's unknown. Mm. So of known cases of infertility, half of the issue is actually on the male side. And when you think about the education that's been introduced to women and to couples in general, most of the blame of infertility is actually placed on the female side. This idea of a a female biological clock. And one of the things that daddy were really trying to do is normalize this conversation. Mm -hmm. And to us, what that means is helping both men and women and couples understand the facts and figures behind infertility and understanding that it's really a male and female related issue. And both should be understood and reviewed when, cu- when couples are trying to understand and, and, and ultimately plan their, their lives and families. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why it's super important and often overlooked. And when you think about the actual operation of you know, testing your hormones on the female side or, or even freezing your eggs, the executional operation of testing and storing your sperm is as simple as masturbating into a cup at home and 24 hours later getting your results and having it stored. So a big thing that we try to motivate as we've grown the, the, the company and the organization is this idea that if couples are trying to do family planning and they're having issues, testing the male side should be the first thing that's done because of the cost and ultimate ease of use. Mm. That's so interesting. Wow. So you're storing the sperm and then when a couple wants to then go use that to to get pregnant, ultimately, do they take it from your lab and let's say like bring it to their IVF clinic? That's exactly right. So it's a very similar process to what happens in in the kind of historical market, which is, you know, we store it, uh, it's cryogenically stored. Uh, What that means is that it can be stored for a theoretical limit of 200 years. Um, and uh, when a couple is ready to, to begin the, the process, uh, their fertility center or physician will make a request and we send that stored deposit to that facility. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Okay, another question. So when this is something I'm curious about because, so for example, there is another at-home testing kit. It has nothing to do with um, sperm or or male hormones, but um, they basically test vitamin and mineral levels. They can test for STDs. They can test for UTIs all at home. And they are, It's the company is, what's it? It's called Let's Get Checked. And I've actually done a little bit of partnerships with them in the past, but something that I noticed with a company like that, for example, is that unless you already understand the results, like unless let's say you, let's keep it simple and say, you know, you just went to your doctor four months ago and got your vitamin D levels checked, you know what the normal range is, you know what your range should be. Vitamin D, I guess, is relatively simple, but you know what to look for in the results. So you don't necessarily need to speak with a doctor or speak with someone who's going to explain to you the results of the test. But there are tests and results where you obviously need an explanation. How does that work with Daddy Kit? Like, does someone call you and tell you and explain to you, um, like, the analysis of the, the report? Yeah, so it's, it's a fantastic question and something that you know we're continually iterating on um, on the product side. You know, in June, what we launched is a 
uh, nurse diagnostic program where ultimately customers can engage with a certified fertility specialist who can ultimately help them not only interpret and understand the specific results of their fertility test, but ultimately what this means um, when it comes to next steps around family planning. Mm -hmm. It it, it is an area that we continually want to advance and and definitely one that we're sensitive to. You know, one of the, the kind of facts and figures that's not really understood around male factor fertility as well is over the last 40 years, uh, male fertility counts have continually gone down. You know, the, statistically, if you were to look at, you know, my father, for example, when he was my age, um, he would be 50% more fertile than I am today. And where that causes, where that causes an issue is ultimately when we generate a report for a customer or a patient, um, we compare it against the kind of gold standard marker of fertility, which is produced by the WHO. Sadly, this report was, was, or this comparison was done years ago when fertility levels were ultimately higher. And what that means is you do get customers who receive a relative score that's lower um, than, than, than kind of what modern times necessarily suggest. And what we're trying to do at Daddy is, you know, help to, to bring about a change that, to help individuals interpret that more correctly and more accurately. Mm-hmm. So it's something that we continually work on. Um, at this stage, we are attacking it through, you know, a medical diagnostics provider like a registered nurse. But we do have future ambitions to help um, simplify and explain what results ultimately mean. Mm-hmm. So, when would you suggest that men test their fertility, and why? I guess is there a certain age that is appropriate? Or does it depend, I, I maybe perhaps, on that person's circumstances and situation? Yeah, I mean, the research would suggest that most men reach kind of their peak fertility in their late 20s, um, which, is, which is quite common, and then there's a, a decline from there. But I think ultimately what we've, what we've learned since launching the service is initially we designed it for an aging millennial, you know, somebody mm-hmm. who's in their early 30s, potentially thinking about starting a family with a partner or ultimately, you know, it's it's focused on other things, uh, potentially on their career or saving more money, which is known in the industry as economic infertility. And what we, what we learned is that yes, uh, daddy specifically does address, um, and helps to service those individuals. But we have customers today that are in their teens and we have customers today that are in their seventies. Wow. And what it really means to us. Yeah. It was, it was, it was, quite shocking um, when it initially started taking place. And what it means to us is this subject really touches men and families at every stage of life. And as such, it's important not to kind of pigeonhole against a specific group and instead design a program that can, that everyone can relate to and find value. in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say the most common customer is someone in their early thirties, but the actual um, range is quite broad. Mm-hmm. Out of pure curiosity, what would be the reason for a man in their teens to test their fertility? So in most cases, when it skews that young, typically as a result of oncology. Mm-hmm. Similar to my friend who, um, you know, who was very suddenly yeah. diagnosed, um, individuals before they start chemo, it, it's an imperative for them to, uh, to store, uh, to preserve their ability to procreate. Right. You know, an- another 
quite similar group um, and one that was historically very underserved is the transgender community. Yeah. So we actually launched a, a partnership with Planned Parenthood last year oh, wow. uh, where we specifically designed, yeah, we specifically designed materials, um, a website, and, um, and uh, uh, really an entire system and plan specifically there to, to support that, that group. And if you think about historical context, you know, if, if in most cases, uh, individuals before they're beginning to, to transition, you know, in, in some cases, they're, they're rarely advised to um, store their sperm. But really, if they want the ability to preserve their, their ability to procreate moving forward, it's actually imperative that they do so. So through Planned Parenthood, you know, we've really designed a whole suite of educational materials to help educate and to ultimately bring about, um, you know, hopefully a lot more individual storing. Uh, additionally, when you think about um, the, the idea of sitting in a waiting room with a number of men, right, waiting mm-hmm. to be your name to be called, especially when you don't associate you know, with, with that specific gender, it just causes a lot of stress and anxiety. And ultimately that service should be prepared and done at home. It's so true. And it's a huge problem, but it's absolutely incredible to hear how this company is helping that group of marginalized people who really do need services like this. Um, And I also just want to transition that into talking a little bit more about something you mentioned earlier on where you kind of said that women often get blamed for being the cause of infertility which I hear and see all the time and it's unfortunate that women feel like they're the cause and feel like they're the problem and I think now with you know a company or a service like daddy it is and it's going to continue to help provide a solution to this problem which will in turn help women feel or enable women to feel like they are not necessarily the problem and that there is an easy solution to get their partner involved to understand their partner's fertility levels and to know that it's not just about them It's about the partnership and that men have the same issues that women have and it's okay and that there's an easy way to go about figuring this out. It doesn't need to cost thousands of dollars. You don't need to go to a doctor's office. There's so many barriers that are eliminated now that I think will provide so much ease for couples who are trying to get pregnant. Could not, honestly, could not have said it, said it better, Hannah. I mean, I completely agree with you. It's, you know, the, the basis of, for, for us is you know, education and information is really power. Yeah. And through education and information, we really want to motivate couples to have a more informed conversation about family planning. Mm-hmm. And when we say couples, we mean both the man and the woman. Yeah. Right? So having, having that opportunity to review both, I think, empowers um, the, the, the partnership and ultimately it reduces some of the stress that's mm-hmm. commonly found when, when couples are experiencing some of these infertility issues. So yeah. information is definitely power. Yeah. And also what's so unfortunate is that I think most women don't even consider the fact that it could be their male partner who is 
struggling with infertility and that that could be the thing that's giving them a hard time getting pregnant like I think that this isn't something that's talked about so women don't even know to even bring that into the equation and I don't I mean I would assume that most once you're at, at a fertility specialist they would probably bring that into the the picture but a lot of women probably have no idea that this is even a problem and so I mean that's why I'm just glad that we're having this conversation because I want more women to know that it could be their partner and not that like their partner has to be blamed and that their partner is the problem like I don't mean it in that way I just mean it that they should know that that's something that's important to take into account when when you're trying to start a family yeah I mean I've had I've had female friends um who've gone into to clinics to, to ultimately get the fertility checks and they've come out in tears yeah and you know what what's interesting is I've had friends who've actually received the same you know diagnosis um and gotten very different advice mm-hmm. from fertility centers and mm-hmm. I think you know, one of the things that's very concerning and one of the changes that we're ultimately trying to bring about to this space in general is we're, yes, we're trying to build a business, but we're trying to build a service that ultimately supports individuals and isn't guided by, you know, inflated margin profiles and upselling and services. Mm-hmm. And I find in general, especially on the female side, there is this tendency to paint a picture of gloom and doom. Yeah. And... In doing so, the, the male side is often not addressed yeah. uh, because it ultimately doesn't serve the interests. Um, you know, I would also go as far as say that the medical community in general, you know, very likely needs to to kind of revamp and and reorganize around some of the more recent data and findings that have been come out. And what I mean by that is, you know, when I turned thirty, for example, I did the proactive thing that most men do not do which is I went into a doctor's office and I said, give me all the tests, mm-hmm. right? Help me understand you know, where, where I'm at in my, in my ripe old age. And what's interesting is, you know, obviously I got blood drawn and urine and, and the whole gamut of testing, but never once was the subject of fertility brought up. And when you think about the importance of it and you think about, you know, most individuals have a, have a future goal of being able to start a family, it just boggles my mind that when someone is, is engaging around these types of things, it isn't one of the, the first of five things suggested. Yeah. So I think that there's, you know, both a kind of recalibration necessary on the fertility side, specifically around, you know, how 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 and, and, and how women are being communicated around these types of services. And then even on the medical related side, where I think the importance of, of focusing on um, Get, getting an understanding and getting that education, which leads to power, is, is really often um, um, never addressed. And we think that that's a change that, that needs to happen in the industry. So true. Another random question. When you mentioned that you have men in their 70s getting tested, why is that? Well, I mean, those individuals are actually, uh, they're doing it to store. Uh-huh. Um, you know, yes, you get a fertility report with every daddy kit, right? Uh, and you get a, a year of free storage. But what we're actually finding is that those individuals are are pre buying years of storage. Yeah, and yeah. you know, I, I I think in this one category, you know, you get a little bit into the science fiction side of things. Right. Um, and you know, by all means, I I can if I put on my forward looking hat, I think there's opportunities to utilize that that stored DNA in the future. 
but it does kind of lead to more of a, a science fiction leading than I think actual practical use mm-hmm. at, at, in today's context. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting. Okay, so if you had to say the greatest challenge you faced so far since creating this company, what would it be? I think it goes back to the use cases. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, ultimately, we're, we're a very values-based organization. And what that means for us is we really focus on privacy, security, you know, product-led growth, and, um, and highest medical standard. And it's difficult to maintain um, the high standards that you create when there's so many different use cases that this ultimately touches. And largely what I mean by that is it's not the operational process because sending the kids to someone's house and, and that is, 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 you know, very commonly the same. It's more around trying to, to have the correct information and the correct support for those who need it in specific contexts. And I think what it really helps to underline for us is we're at the very start of this kind of rebirth in industry. And, you know, we think that we have the right principles and values and DNA as an organization to continue to advance it and to continue to support. So we spend a lot of time focusing on, on that area. Um, and, you know, we're very excited about what, what ultimately is to come. Mm-hmm. Another question kind of related just popped into my mind that I think is really important to ask. What would your advice be for the women listening who are listening to this episode and are like, wow, this is fascinating. I am going through some fertility struggles and oh my God, my husband or partner or boyfriend needs to get their fertility checked, but I am uncomfortable telling this to them or I don't know what to say to them or how to say it, what would your advice be, especially coming from, you know, a a male perspective? Well, what's really interesting (laughs) is, uh, and, and so I, I, I chuckle just, just because, you know, I, I think, I think the, the root cause of, um, you know, a lot of the misinformation and, and the, the lack of kind of proactiveness with, with men is really the act of like going to the doctor's office mm, and, and getting I agree. started. I totally um, agree. You know, when you think about the, the female side, you know, it, it is a invasive and often very stressful process to even, you know, get any sort of signal um, on, on, on your level of fertility. On the male side, it's masturbating into a cup. Right. Um, and especially when it can be done at home, you know, many of the barriers to, to get in the way of that have, you know, have come down. So ultimately to any female listener that's, um, you know, worrying about this and trying to understand again, their, their ultimate optionality, I would say, you know, order your, your partner a kit, um, and surprise them with it. <laughs> and, you know, I think what you'll ultimately find is there's not going to be a tremendous amount of reluctance. Mm. to complete the process. I agree. Um, and I think that's just one of the key differences between the female and male process. Um, and, and just ultimately one of the advantages that we, we have on the male side. I, I completely agree. I think, you know, also men, we like, a, women, like we assume that men know certain things, but like the reality is they just don't, know. it's just like they don't even know. Like they don't even know that this can be a problem. Like you just have to tell them. And as you said, like, They'll 
they'll more than likely be happy to do so. You just have to be the one to be like, look, this is a factor. Like, this is important. I need you to do this. And they'll probably be like, oh, wow, I had no idea. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, I think the other thing that, that's also worth um, calling out is, you know, we were very, very sensitive to the customer experience. And, and that's kind of been part of our DNA from the beginning. And what that means for us is, you know, in most cases, men live in a kind of, you know, ignorance is bliss type of mentality when it comes to health. And, you know, just like um, completing so a, a stressful test like an STD test, you know, one of the things that we were very focused on is that really, really tight turnaround. So, you know, I've been in situations where I've done tests. I mean, I actually did one with for COVID recently mm. where I didn't get my results back for six days. Yeah. And during that six-day period, you're kind of stewing, right? I mean, you don't understand, you don't really know. And what we're really trying to do is reward men and couples for taking the first step. And our way of doing that is really by trying to create this very, very fast turnaround, this mm-hmm. 24-hour turn where you get results so that you aren't stewing for that entire time. And it does ease the ultimate process. So we do spend a lot of time trying to think about the psychology of couples and, and men experiencing in this. Um, and we think that through our system, we've tried to alleviate many of those pressure points. That's such a good point. And I think that everyone has experienced that at some point in their life, just the anticipatory anxiety of awaiting results. Okay, if you had to give one piece of advice to everyone listening, what would it be? Ignorance is not bliss. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, truly, it's, it's, if, you're, if you're at a stage of life where, you know, you're really trying to understand what comes next, um, especially if you're in a committed relationship and you're excited about starting a family, the worst thing that can happen is to find out that there's an issue too late mm-hmm. because it erodes a lot of the, the things that you're, you're, you could potentially wanting to be doing like. So, you know, I think for, for us, and this is a big viewpoint of daddy in general, uh, given how easy it is to complete the male side and understand the male factor, you know, even if you're just beginning to think about um, family planning and what comes next, I would, I would recommend ordering, ordering a daddy kit, um, completing the process and at least being able to check that box. Mm -hmm. Are there any valuable resources that you have to recommend? Um, I think much, much of the information, um, these days around this subject are actually found in some fantastic podcasts. So podcasts like yourselves, where you have an opportunity to, to get some of the new messaging out. Um, I really think is, is some of the some of the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are sources um, on the on the kind of healthcare side. So you know, from Planned Parenthood to Livestrong to a number of other organizations, they do have materials um, helping to outline some of these factors. But you know, as we kind of talked about at the beginning of the the pod, I mean, you know, much of the information around this is found, but it's not really centralized anywhere. And a big part of what our 2021 initiative is at Daddy is bringing about the educational materials and resources to help further shine a light on the ultimate process. Amazing. For anyone listening who wants to purchase a Daddy kit, you guys are offering all VHive listeners a special discount of $25 off. So any VHive listener can go to your website, www.daddy.com d-a-d-i-kit-k-i-t.com and enter the code vhive at checkout for $25 off their order very excited about that another incentive for people to go 
try out the daddy kit for their partner or if you're a man listening um and where can everyone contact you so you can actually contact me directly uh, my email is tom t-o-m at daddykit.com d-a-d-i-k-i-t.com we love to hear um questions we love to um you know talk with with you know potential potential patients and customers um if you have any questions please reach out and uh, thank you so much for for the opportunity to speak Thank you so, so much. And I also want to mention that everyone listening can follow you guys on Instagram at, I believe it's at Daddy Kit. It is, yeah. Perfect. So check out your Instagram at Daddy Kit, your website, daddykit.com. Use the code VHIVE at checkout for $25 off your order. Contact Tom if you have any questions. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. Tom, thank you so much for sharing all this information. It's really important. And I am so glad that we did this today. Much appreciated, Anna. And, uh, and good luck. You know, we're big fans of, of the podcast. And we appreciate the opportunity. So thanks thanks again. so much. You too. Talk to you soon. This podcast is for educational purposes only. It does not constitute the practice of medicine, nursing, or other healthcare professional services, including the giving of medical advice. During the episodes, no doctor-patient relationship is formed. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Listeners should seek the assistance of their healthcare provider for any concerns or questions they have.